welcome to another episode of the Lipstick League. I'm Natalie Agnell. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. <laughs> and so we didn't get to record last week and Natalie's going to get into why she had a crazy, crazy week full of hip issues, which weirdly enough, I also am going to physical therapist for hip issues. So we need to look up what the meaning of hip issues are. Yes. We didn't get to record this past week because my mother had a full hip replacement, which, you know, if your parents are getting older, this is what starts to happen and you got to step up and take care of them. Right. Cause they took care of you. Yes. So my mom had a full hip replacement and she's a rock star. She's doing incredible. Um, yeah. Like but, she's up and walking the steps already. Yeah. She's totally like, she was laying in the hospital bed. Like, look, I can still live my leg. And the, um, and the, the physical therapist was like, Ma'am, while I'm very impressed by that, we're just going to need you to chill. But my mom's, <laughs> you know, my mother's so amazing and she's such a fighter and yeah, that's just her attitude. So she's like, I'm not going to be down and out for long. Um, so yeah, that's why we couldn't record. And then my dog had hip issues and Ginger needed to be rushed to the ER. I thought that it was her time. And, you know, if you have an elderly dog as well, <laughs> it's, it gets scary. And I've had, you know, I've had my ginger for 12 years now. It'll be 13 years in April. And it's scary because they get older and you're so attached and you love your animals. And then next thing you know, you're in the ER and they're coming out, calling all the other pets that are checked in one by one. And you're just waiting for your pet's name, but all is well. Just tell that story. I mean, ginger's okay. (laughs) The crazy thing about ginger though, is that she really talk about a warrior. She's just like her mom and grandmother, you know, yes. just like a real warrior. And the thing about it is, is like from the time that you and I became really close, which was like in 2019, it's always like, oh, Ginger can't walk. And we're like, oh, you know, we prepare ourselves. And then it's like <laughs> Ginger had a seizure and it's like, oh, God, here, I'm gone. Then it's like Ginger's not eating. Oh, God. You know what I mean? And it's like. We, I mean, it's been, a, it's, she's like a cat with nine lot, right? So I'm always like, whenever you text me, I think I got to take ginger. And I was, I was preparing myself too, like, okay, like it's just, and then you're like, well, uh, she said that they think it could be digestive <laughs> issues and um, she's home and now she's eating her chicken and rice. And we're like, okay, okay, gin. <laughs> this was, this one was a real scare though. So in addition to my mother having um, hip issues, Ginger's, uh, it seemed like her little back legs didn't want to work for her. And that's a very, very bad sign. If you have a dog um, and they say, if you Google on the internet, if your dog's legs are going out, that's a bad sign. It's kind of like the first sign. It could be the first sign of their body shutting down. And um, my dad's old dog, Chase, God rest his little schnauzer soul, that was the first sign of Chase's decline. So it that's why the my fam was on heightened alert um, with Ginge and we're sitting there and watching her and I'm sending my whole family videos and we're like, oh, is she okay? Yeah, right. Then you take them to the ER and, you know, my sister is incredible. She works in um, an ER. She's an ER tech um, and she's amazing. You know, she's used to going out and calling the names and it being like, oh, for Bob Smith, Right for, for Jane Doe, so right. she's sitting there, and they're coming out, and they're going for freckles, <laughs> for butters. <laughs> then, then the nurse comes out for meow, meow, meow. <laughs> My sister's laughing. I'm like, we're all all these people here. We're all anxious because our our furry children are like <laughs> not 
well. I'm like, Jill, you can't laugh. But I would, I would have been with Jillian because obviously I love animals. You know, they're amazing, but I'm definitely more of a people person than an animal person. Plus I think that I'm very allergic. So it's always been like, oh, I got to take a Zyrtec, you know, to pet Hoss. You know what I mean? Like I went over to like <laughs> babysit my friend's little boy on Thursday and it's like, oh shit. Like I was about to get an elevator at my building and I had to like go back to take my Zyrtex because I'm so allergic to them. I'm like, that's so annoying. It's not Hoss's fault, obviously. Yeah. I was like, I think that's a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> totally. It totally yeah. is. It totally is. But here she is and she's still kicking. Wait, before we get into sports, you brought up Chase and I, this is like such a random, random story. I want to talk about it. So two friends of mine had surprisingly secret babies. <laughs> so, okay. So you brought up Chase. So my friend, and I won't say their names just because they're introverts and this is why they had secret babies. But I think that this is like a good conversation about how, do you ever see that meme where it says introverts don't make friends. They just wait for an extrovert to adopt them. Yeah. And like, that's literally me. So like one of my friends who I met on The Biggest Loser, she was production assistant. And then she became Bob Harper's assistant. Okay. So it's not like a friend that I see all the time. It's like a friend that we keep in touch with. She lives in New York now. Right. And end of September, she sent me a picture of a baby and she was like, Shiloh's here. And I was like, Oh, cute baby. Who is it? And she's like mine. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and, and I'm like, wait, what? We talk enough that like, it's not like we didn't speak for nine months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's single. So she decided to have the baby on her own. So like, there was a whole thing. And I was like, wait, what? And now she like sends me pictures. I was like, okay, your baby's cute and all, but could you tell me the story of like picking up the sperm donator, whatever. Okay. So then my other friend who has a dog named Chase, which is why I thought of this story. So she lives in King of Prussia. Same thing. Like we don't see each other often, but like we always send memes back and forth and like we used to work together. So the other day she sends me a picture of an ultrasound. And so I thought it was a meme because I don't see the joke here. I was like, what's the joke? And she's like, it's my ultrasound. And I was like, what? And I go, when are you due? She's like, December. And I'm like, this this is the second secret baby. Like, is this a new trend where people are having secret babies? And I said to her and she like, she's so funny. And I was like, this is what happens. This is what I get for being friends with introverts is that they have secret babies on me. But isn't that random? That is random. And two secret babies. I mean, (laughs) you know, I feel like, and I've learned this and I, you know, I have you, as you do, I have a ton of friends who are moms. I feel like sometimes when you, like as a woman, and if you like discuss pregnancy or getting pregnant or wanting to get pregnant, people have a lot of opinions. Yeah. So it could be that they just didn't want anybody's opinion, which I don't blame them, you know, um, to be like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? This, that, the other, you know what I mean? So that could be why it's secret or, you know, they just want to make sure it goes right. But that's really funny. They're like, surprise, Nicole. <laughs> I know. And I get it. Like, you know, my, my friend from New York is Jewish. So that's definitely, you know, it's a definitely um, more of like a superstitious religious thing, you know, where you don't really like have a shower beforehand. Um, but now she's like sending pictures out the wazoo. And then my other friend is, she was like, oh yeah, it was, this, and she's been married for like 10 years. And she's like, it was a total surprise. They're both really similar, which is funny. Like I enjoy an introvert from, from time, like a, like kind of like a miserable introvert because I'm the opposite. Yes. So like, I think that they like me because I'm me and yeah. I like that, you know what I mean? And it's just, cause we're so opposite, but 
there we go. I mean, two secret babies. And I'm like, this is like really funny. So she named the first, her first son is Chase. No, that's the dog. Oh, the, oh, the, the dog is the Chase. dog is Chase. The, you said Chase the dog. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait, my friend is having the secret baby's dog named Chase. And I was like, this is a really funny story to tell how I have these two secret babies. So, so Chase, the- Chase was a popular name in Philadelphia. Like if you, there's probably what, 2008, so many like 13 year olds named Chase. Yes. And yes. everybody's dog is named Chase, Chase. Too, Philadelphia, yeah. after Chase Utley. I yeah. feel like that was the time. But it's very funny that two random secret babies. Dude, that is wild. Uh-huh. That is wild. I, I feel know. like, well, if that ever happens, I, I mean, you'll know. I'll tell you if I get Yeah, pregnant. please. Please tell I'll, me. I'll, I mean, I, I feel. I'll no, you'll, you on the pod. <laughs> no, you will. Well, that would be great because that would be good content. But I'd get a text. <laughs> you would be like, Nicole. This is how Natalie texts me stuff. Nicole, dot, dot, dot. And then I'm like, what? And you're like, oh, my God. I think I might be pregnant, but Natalie's thing is getting when Natalie gets pregnant, like, listen, I don't know, like it took pregnancy tests, but like the lines faint. And like, so I don't know <laughs> if it's like actually pregnant because like, you know, like that's how it's always something like that with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the doctor says that like, I'm positive, but then she also said that like, it just could be my hormones. And then it's going to be like, we're going to have to wait nine months. Cause it's going to be like, we don't really know. And then all of a sudden it's like, boop, healthy baby. <laughs> That no, that, honestly, that's my luck though. That's how things go. It, it things just are never just so. Which I'm, I've actively been working on things being just so my entire life. If you if you ask anybody, people are like, "What do you want in life?" I'm like, a job that I like and someone to cook for. It's like that's yeah. all that I want. I don't really want that much. And I say I've been actively seeking to simplify because things are always so complicated for no damn reason. Right. Exactly. No, but I'm hoping that whenever I get pregnant, (laughs) it'll be easy peasy and you'll be one. You'll definitely be the first to know. For sure. We could, but I, I'm just laughing because I could just picture the text message. Look at this. What what do you look at these tests? I just took them. Do can you see the line? And then, like, and, then pink to you? and then it'll be like, listen, my sister's cousin works for Penn G-Y-N. So she's gonna rush the blood test. Like there's always like some random story. <laughs> I know people, I know people, I got people everywhere. Yeah, I guess exactly. Like, so my my mom's gonna call her her cousin <laughs> Sally's second hairdresser. And she said that this happened to her. <laughs> is this like is that like a Philadelphia thing where we all we always like call in everybody? <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, that's what it is. We're always calling And, and then I'm just die. like, okay, well, keep me posted. Like, do you need me to drive you to the hospital? <laughs> Was it last fall? Yeah. Anyway, you had a female issue and you were like, I'm making tea. And some, and I'm like, do you need me to come take you to the ER? <laughs> like you weren't pregnant, but like something happened. Oh, her my IUD. Her IUD, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we can, can talk, talk about that. So if you're listening and now that we're on the issue of fertility, Um, or the topic of fertility, I had an IUD, which, uh, intrauterine device, uh, for any man listening, this is very important. You should very important. Listen listen closely where they put a, um, device, whether it's plastic, I had a copper one into your uterus and it prevents pregnancy. I opted for the copper because it was non-hormonal and I'm very sensitive to hormones. If you can believe it. So (laughs) if you, I mean, wild, so, wow. uh, uh, my body decided that it was no longer, I had it for three years. It was excellent. I loved my IUD. 
my body decided that it was time for it to go. So it decided to expel it from my uterus on its own, which was very pleasant, very, very unpleasant. So I'm glad that we're talking about this because it's good because I get this text from Natalie. It was like, Nicole, that's how she like sends me these text messages when something catastrophic is about to happen. I'm making tea and blood is dripping from my vagina onto the floor. And I'm like, so obviously I, and I'm like, I'm a Virgo rising. So I am go, go right into like, do you need me to get you what's going on? And like, it's crazy when you know your body, but like you knew it was your eye. Like you were like, I think something's wrong with my IUD. But again, it was like a whole thing where like you went to the gynecologist. They were like, I don't think it's the IUD. And then you came home and then it's happened again. It was like, and I'm like, we're going somewhere else. Like somebody needs to get an answer for you. Like, this is crazy. I was like freaking out. And you're like, well, I don't know. They send me home and they saw that it's fine. But luckily <laughs> you finally went to the doctor. They finally took it out. Yeah. But you, it's not like the IUD falls out of your vagina. It like no. falls out of your uterus and then it like hangs out in other areas up there. Yeah. It's a little, it's, and so what happened was, and when they went back in to get it, they, um, there was scar tissue built up around it. So I, they said that my body was probably literally just rejecting it because it was a foreign object. I mean, yeah. I'm not telling like, these are the um, things that happen if you decide to get one, like these are the risks that are involved, but I don't regret having it. You know, I went through and it was painful. It was so painful. Getting it out was painful. Getting in was super painful. They said it like similar to childbirth. And I'm like, holy shit, is this what it's, is this what it's going to be like? You know, this was when I was still on Mike's show too. And I called the doctor. I'm like, you don't understand. I work with all men. I cannot be spontaneously bleeding all over the place because they will pass out. And then I'm in work and I'm in so much pain and I can't even tell the guys what's going on. Yeah. It was wild. And then they put me on medicine. There was a lot going on. I can't tell Mike and Ty. Well, I, I did have to tell them, I was like, guys, I'm having some female issues, but I knew if I actually told them, they would have been like, what? They would have been right. like, how are you sitting here? And I'm like, here I am smiling in front of a camera for five hours and nobody but this knows. this is the <laughs> other part of it. The fact that like, we literally bleed, like gush, blood gushes out of our vaginas and we have to use a cotton swab to stop the bleeding. And then we've been conditioned by society to be like, oh, you're in a bad mood today. Would you have your period? Yeah, Chad, blood is gushing from my vagina. Sorry if I'm in a bit of a bad mood, Brian. Like it, it we have been conditioned and like it's, it is, and even like with birth control and the IUD, like the things that women have to do yeah. because like a man doesn't want to wear a condom or like whatever it is fucking crazy so like the fact that like the things that like we have to put up our vagina or come out of our vagina or we have to t- like well, it's you're just making tea and then it just your body decides that it wants to do what it wants to do when it wants to do it i literally the fact I like, hmm. that we haven't burned it all down is just well we're working on it. <laughs> we are, because I was just about to say, which leads us, we could talk about the election really fast. I mean, it is crazy. Like abortion was the issue for this election cycle. It, and like women were like, I don't, yeah, I may be a Republican, but oh, hell no. Are you going to take this away from me? Well, and, you know, having, you know, this isn't the first issue that this isn't the first like um, ovarian or uterine issue that I've dealt with. I've been, I've been dealing with issues like you know, female issues since I, my early twenties, I'd say, um, I had like ovarian cysts, like all that other jazz, all that good stuff. Um, so I, I think 
you know, as a woman and when you have these problems, like it's, it makes you really reflect on your body and what we have rights to. And I'm so thankful that the women turned out because we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect each other because this is what happens when it's, when your body is involved, like you don't get to choose sometimes you don't get to choose what your body does with itself. You know what I mean? Like I was minding my own business, happy as a clam with my IUD and my uterus literally decided to expel it just randomly. And it, you know, if you're pregnant and you know, like there's autoimmune diseases that can attack the baby, like you never know what can happen. And I'm just so thankful that the women we're not going to tolerate it because we're the creators of life, right? We should get to decide. And I'm just so, I'm glad, I'm glad that the women showed up, but I was listening to my astrology podcast and she had indicated that, that it was really, yeah. So it was, and it's the return of Pluto. Yeah. From 1776, which um, is, she said, it's like the reckoning for the old pale and stale. And, you know, they're going to learn. We are women, hear us roar, and you're not taking away our right to our body. Yeah, the last time, what is it? The last time Pluto was here was 1776, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that again. So, but it's like a different kind of revolution. And a a lot of the stars are saying it's like female-based. And it's because, yeah, the women, you know, you're not going to tell us, especially with our bodies. I was reading this story, this poor woman. I mean, the, I think the fetus was dying inside of her. This is very, very sad. And, um, you know, I know so many women who have miscarried and had to have things taken care of. And, um, she couldn't have, she couldn't be treated by her doctor until she was near death. And then they could intervene. The doctor's hands were tied. She said the nurses were crying. The doctors were crying. And because of the law in Texas, she was not allowed to medically intervene. She said, my husband was begging the people, like begging people, please, please, please. Can you please help my wife? And they weren't allowed to medically intervene. The thought of that in, in 2022, in the most developed country in the world, is just so mind boggling to me. And we have to just make sure that we don't go backwards. hundred percent. And not only that, Grey's Anatomy did like a whole episode on it too, because it was so, it's just so shocking and so scary. And, you know, women fought for so much for so long. And so many people did not realize that abortion was going to be such an issue because it kind of goes back the loudest voice usually is the one that's heard. But the problem is, is that sometimes the loudest voice is the minority. So like when Trump was listening to all those super, super, super extreme MAGA supporters and he stacked the Supreme Court and he let this happen, it was because he was listening to the loudest minority of his supporters. And so majority and you and I are obviously we do not hold our views back at all I mean we are very very liberal so we definitely lean more to the left than we do to the middle but a lot of people lean in the middle and so they didn't really ever identify with that extreme MAGA but Trump loves people who love him so those crazy people is who he heard and they did this and then the people in the middle were like we never wanted this like we just wanted lower taxes and me and like now it's really bad. And, and like- that's the good thing. And I mean, I feel like it's more common sense, I think, at this point, rather than it is even 
a personal belief issue. Like it's common sense to have access to healthcare. Like right. it's right. common sense it, it because that's essentially what it is. It's healthcare. It's healthcare. not, you can call it whatever you want. There's all different terms for it, but why should a woman be denied the right to healthcare for right. her to preserve her own life? I, I can't get over that. And then it's like, who's going to take care of the babies after they come out. And, you know, I talked about this briefly and, you know, someday we'll get into some of the things that I've been through in my life, but I was in a situation where I was almost raped and yeah. I had to escape. I can't imagine I escaped by the grace of God. Right. And yes. I'm here to tell the tale, but I was almost raped and I couldn't imagine I don't know. Right. But you, you, your mind goes there and there it's so multifaceted and it's just not as black and white as like these idiot people like to think it is who think that it's so simple as like preserving life. Like if you want to preserve life, you preserve your women because we are the creators of life. You yes. can't take like, that's what life preservation is. You preserve women. And now we'll take a break and listen from our wonderful sponsors. Oh, wait, we don't have one yet. Oh, wait, we don't, <laughs> we're going to get some soon. Yes. So if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, please email us. Yes, let us know. <laughs> the Lipstick League pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Should we talk about sports now? <laughs> All right. So obviously this is the first podcast we did since the Phillies lost the World Series. It sucks. But you know how I was supposed to go to LA and I canceled it because the World Series, but then it's Harry wild. Styles got the flu and he canceled the show because I was so torn. I'm like, Harry Phillies. Har and, you know, majority of people were like, Harry's going to be back. Like, if you really want to go see Harry, you can fly to Mexico City and see Harry. Like, you can figure out a way to see Harry Styles. And not only did Harry Styles get the flu and cancel the show, but then it was like 50 degrees and raining in LA. So, like, it was very weird how it worked out. And listen, it, I think the thing that sucks the most was the fact that the union and the Phillies lost on the exact same day, like five hours apart. Like, that, it, you know, what's so like, funny? are you kidding me with that? That was last weekend, Nicole. And it feels <sighs> like it feels like seven years ago to me. I can't believe that it was just last weekend that all of this ended. I, it, I I'm like, I feel like the last month and a half was 12 years. Old. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, I'm slowly, slowly, slowly getting into soccer. Um, but shout out to Matt Minerick, who is a, a friend of mine who works, he works at XT, works the fanatic, but he's super into the soccer, like really, really, really into it. We were talking about it and he was saying how like the union was supposed to win. Like that was the deal, like even from the beginning of the season. So like the, how they lost, was and obviously I watched the game because I was actually at my parents. We were babysitting my niece, and um, we were all like, Bleh. "It was just crazy!" Like they lost in such a traumatic way, especially because they had the lead and they gave up the lead and like the whole thing. And then the Phillies were the exact opposite, where it kind of like came out of nowhere. And so, but I'm like, God, this is so annoying. How like we we lost at the same day like this is annoying but you know what are you gonna do you have to you have to be happy that we were there and that it was so exciting for those four weeks and just hope that like that energy continues well I would like to not only credit the Philadelphia Phillies but I would like to credit our podcast and Nicole and myself because thank you we kicked it off we kicked it off that night when we went to the game we did that was when they won and then they went on that run and I do the feel juju I do feel like it was so good for the city because think about how many, and we talked about this last week too, 
nights where there were no murders. Like that energy is contagious. And I just think it was good for the city as a whole there. It's been, you know, Philly's been rough the past yeah. couple years. And I really just think it was good for the soul of the city. I haven't seen the city as crowded as I have in months as I did when the Phillies were in the World Series. It was like, people were like, oh yeah, Philadelphia, we can go back and patronize it. And I'm like, yes, there's restaurants and bars. And it was just so good to see the city alive again. I really felt like, I really felt like it just sparked something. And now I said, I'm going to be intermittent sleeping and lifting weights because the the Eagles are still undefeated. We have to, <laughs> they're going to play the commanders tomorrow night, Monday night right. football. That should be another W. Then they have the Colts. Knock on wood. Um, oh my God. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, they're doing, they're doing, you know, the Eagles are still wood? thriving. Yeah, let me get some wood. Hold on. Okay. Do you, are you going to knock on the wood? No, I'm, I have faith. Speaking of knocking on wood, Nicole, you have to discuss one of our upcoming guests. Cause I'm really excited about this. Yeah. So we're going to have Nero one on, and he is the brilliant, brilliant artist and mural designer who did the Nick Foles, St. Nick. He did a couple different murals. And so he put the mural up at 12th and Christian and then painted over it. And then I went and saged it and it unfortunately didn't work, but he was such a good sport. Like he was kind of, he was like, are you kidding me? And he's just like, what are we going to do? And I was like, can you please be on our podcast? Cause like, you don't seem to have any anxiety. You're not worried about juju. I'm like, you need to come on the podcast. What is it like to live in a world where like, you don't believe in sports gods. So he's like, yeah, I'm down. I can't wait. So he's going to be on the pod and it's going to be so fun because He's like the opposite of me and Natalie, where I believe everything is related to juju and energy and the sports gods. And he is just like, eh, I'm just going to paint over St. Nick Foles. But now he's bringing back Nick Foles. I don't know if you saw his Instagram. So I was like, oh, now all of a sudden, I think I put a little, <laughs> I'm you like, planted oh. the seed. I planted the seed. I planted the seed. And I think he's feeling some sort of way now. You know me. I'm like, I'll stand on my head if I feel like it's, if it's going right. to change the, the game and everybody in my family is like that. Like, I, I think I tweeted out the women in my family. I remember like we would be watching the Phillies in, you know, my grandmother's living room and everybody would kind of be sitting around and like my aunt Betty would go in the kitchen or, and like my grandmother would like go out on the porch and they'd be like, I can't look, I can't look. I'm going to stand down here because if I watch, then they're going to lose. Like, like it's just kind of like part of my blood, like, you know, or my dad wore his NLCS, his 2008 NLCS shirt every time that they won. And then when we went to plow in the stars to watch the game together, he carried it in a bag and put it on when they were losing because he was so superstitious. We had that little fanatic praying figurine that yeah. my stepmom like pulled out of like the attic and brought that to the bar. We put it in front of a candle. Like we, we pull out all the stops, especially during the world series and like the super bowl and whatnot. But yeah, it's same. I, I mean, do wonder what that's like to not have any. Yeah. Of that. I mean, I found out just a couple years ago that my Grammy, my mom's mom was so superstitious that she didn't allow my mom to have a baby shower with me because she would like, wanted to make sure that like, I was okay first. Isn't that crazy? That and I was is- like, well, no wonder we're clearly anxiety is genetic. Right. And then like, I wore the same shirt for the Eagles Super Bowl run. I remember that. 
And then I was wearing my finally Phillies t-shirt that I got, I got in 2008 and I was wearing that. And I kept, and every time I wouldn't wear it, they, they would lose. And then I wore it and then they didn't win. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like by not wearing it that one day, like fucked up the juju. Then I, then I like am rational enough to be like my t-shirt cannot affect the outcome of these professional athletes. See, it's, 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 it's not right. And I've been called a jinx and a mush. I've been called everything, right? I mean, under the sun by Philadelphia sports fans, like they could call, you could call me anything and it would probably bounce off of me at this point. But I have been called, like, if I said that, like, they were going to win or something like that, they'll be like, don't jinx it. And then I get all mad and I'm like, well, I'm not playing. But yet here I am. And I'm like, if I wear this shirt and I rub it this way and then I stand on my head, they're going to win. It, but it, it's it's true. You can't, like, it's more I feel like I'm just, like, holding on to the energy or, like, good luck charms, you know? Yeah, it's like the energy. But the, but we, <laughs> so two two things. One was that I went to the University of Delaware's football game yesterday. Shout out to Coach Archer. He's the wide receivers coach and assistant head coach. So one of my really good friends from college, that's her husband, Terrence, who's the coach. So they were in Huntsville at Sam Houston University for the past seven years. And he got this big job at Delaware. So it was really fun to go to the game. And the game, they were against Richmond. It was just a really important game. And I went in to go use the bathroom. And then all of a sudden they started, they scored a touchdown. They got an interception. I was like, well, I can't go back out. I can't go back out to the, to the sands. I got to just stay down here at the concessions. You know, then I came out and then Richmond stopped them at fourth and one. And then I would jump up and they would like, didn't get the defensive play. And then I would sit down. I'm like, Beth, I can't stand up. She's like, keep sitting. You got to keep sitting. And like, I was like, I don't have any affiliation to Delaware, but I was so excited for Tarrant. Like they ended up losing a last second field goal. Richmond kicked a last second field goal and they ended up losing 15 to 13, which absolutely sucked. They played really good. They actually played Villanova on, on Saturday, but I'm superstitious. Even in those moments where like, I wanted Delaware to win so bad. I was about to just hang out with the lady selling soft pretzels because I felt like that would help the outcome. (laughs) John Clark. We got to get John Clark on because he's the king of that. He'll be like in the last 17 games from 1986, the Astros on a rainy Thursday night have never lost to a team that wears red. He does it on purpose, I swear, because everybody will comment, stop jinxing us, John. Stop jinxing us. Poor John. He just, all John does is share information. He gets but so I do think shit. he does it on purpose. I think he does share those like weird jinx things. He'll be like, Every Thursday night game against a team when it's below 50 degrees, the Eagles have never lost. And then we lose because he has to say some stupid shit. <laughs> I can't wait for the John Clark episode. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to DM him today and I'll be yeah, like, DM him today. Be like, let's, we'll get, we'll get Nero one on and then John Clark because then I we'll- got beef with both of them. I, I got mean- beef. <laughs> So let's talk about really quick, Frank Reich was fired and he was definitely the scapegoat, no doubt. It's just really interesting that the organization never recovered when Andrew Luck was like, I'm out. And I'll never forget that. It was a Saturday night. There was this festival called the Citadel Music Festival that's out past Downingtown. You get these really big acts and it was in 2019 and I was working it and I was driving home and it was the breaking news that Andrew Luck announced his retirement and like, Sports radio was like through the roof because it was so shocking when he retired. And then it's where is Andrew Luck? No one ever sees him at Target. He's never at Applebee's. He's gone. He's like, I'm like, is he in Guam? He's waiting yes, for me. He's, he's waiting for you in Guam. 
He's waiting for me in Guam. He's on the beach, actually in Guam on Guam Talk Radio. Remember when I was on radio? Yes. Yeah, that's why I brought up Guam because it's like your place. He, but it's it, the organization like never recovered from that, and it's really interesting because it's it just fascinating. And then they go and they hire Jeff Saturday, who never has any. He doesn't have any coaching experience. Well, he's he wait. He, they said he's like a high school head coach, which is kind of like Doug Peterson, but. At the same time, the it brings up the issue, the That's lack of diversity. Work with the Chiefs. Yeah, the lack of diversity in the NFL, especially when it comes to head coaches. And it's just, here's the thing. And I I bitch about the NFL all the time because I just feel like they're they're so dumb. And I was yeah. thinking about this because I was listening to Dave Chappelle's monologue from SNL this yeah. past weekend when he talked about like Kanye and Kyrie and yeah. How, some things don't need to be as hard as they are. I'm just convinced that people are stupid anymore. And I yeah. I don't like to use that term, but I feel like it's a proper term for a lot of people. Like Kanye, stupid. Right. Kyrie, stupid. Yeah. Right. People in the NFL who realize that you have to hire black coaches, but don't stupid. It's not that hard. And there's plenty of qualified candidates. And this is what I'm saying. You don't, nobody's anti-Semitic now. That's, we're not doing that. And we're also going to start being more inclusive. So stop being stupid and just hire the qualified candidates, right? It's so dumb. And it makes me mad because the NFL is dumb and stupid because they think that it's going to go away because they're used to that, but that's not the world we live in anymore. So stop being stupid. Stop Natalie taking this to church, not once, but twice today. I, I was thinking about it, you know, and I'm walking and I was at the Acme getting my soft pretzel ingredients. And I was telling you, it's the post-church crowd. And I'm just thinking like, I'm so sick of people. Like everybody wants to be a better person and do good for others or say that they do, but that you still say stupid shit that like hurt each other. And you just have to stop being stupid and saying stupid shit and making stupid choices. The NFL is stupid. Hire a black coach who's qualified. It's not that hard. There's plenty of qualified coaches. The owner of the Colts hired his buddy to be the head coach. And did he think that like the rest of the sports world wasn't going to pay attention? You know what I mean? So crazy. I swear to God, the fucking NFL thinks that like the rest of the world was born yesterday. We all have the internet, access to the internet, newspapers. There's a problem and they do nothing to fix it. You do nothing to fix the problem. I think you hit the nail on the head where like, So many people, especially in the NFL, where it's all these really older white male billionaires, they're just used to skating through life and they're just used to getting whatever they want. They forget that the average person has access to information now. Access to information. Like, and again, it's it's like, I feel like the NFL still lives in this. And I've said this for a year, picks or it doesn't happen, right? Videos or it didn't happen. And it's like, everything is video now. Everything is pictured. We can pull up the internet and literally Google how many black or minority coaches are in the NFL. We can see, and it's not enough. Right. And I am somebody who has been a victim of being nepotized out of a spot. I've been sabotaged out of a job. You know what I mean? Like I've had shit happen where somebody who's less experienced than me has ended up in a position that they didn't deserve because of privilege it's infuriating. And whether it's like your regular business or another business, it's just, you can't do it anymore because the jig is up. Everybody knows it. The Sixers are interesting. A lot of people have been pissed about them, but Joel actually posted a very kind of chill Instagram post where they beat Atlanta last night. And he said, uh, 
great team win. We're slowly getting there. A very non-Joel Embiid pose. But I mean, I don't know. Like you could say doc, you can see, I don't know. I think it's interesting that he said we're slowly getting there because that indicates to me that perhaps they're starting to find some sort of rhythm. I mean, it's- Yeah, that's how I took it too. Yeah, yeah. He was basically- saying that like we're tr- we're we're figuring it out. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm back in Sixers zone now. I was watching a little bit of the game last night. I'm all Sixers up now. I had to put my my Phillies hat away. I'm putting my Sixers hat on and ready for the rest of this season until pitchers and catchers in February and that's going to be right around the corner too. Which is this really crazy that we went in November baseball. November baseball and I think it's going to be an amazing time to be a Phillies fan next season too because we know what they have now, right? And what they need to add and what yeah. they need to so it's going to be, I mean, they didn't pick up Gene Segura's option, right? which is kind of sad, but it's, you know, he's in a better position to get a better contract now that he played baseball here. You know what I mean? The whole team's in a better position than they were in the beginning of September right? because people are looking at us like contenders. We finally got to see what Bryce Harper can do in the playoffs. He did what he was supposed to do, right? And it's, uh, I think it's going to be an exciting time for Phillies fans and Sixers fans and the Eagles. I don't even know what to say about them because they're just flying. Did you watch or listen to Jalen Hurts on the Kelsey podcast? No, I uh, have to still listen, but I also, so Jason good. Kelsey. Yeah, Natalie, all of a sudden posting pictures, hanging out. I was like, oh, you had a good Sunday? That was like a random last minute invite that I ended up with. I went to Jason Kelsey's la- apparel launch party for his foundation. It's the Be Philly Foundation. And he's also invested in taking care of the children of the city of Philadelphia. So all the proceeds from his apparel goes to his foundation and it's underdog, right? And he really, and I, I went up to Jason and I said, I hope you know that like, this is my heart. And I think he was, I mean, people were saying all sorts of stuff to him, but I, because, you know, I'm an underdog too. And that's kind of like, I get it. I get that mentality. And I'm just so glad that like, he's really stepping in. I think he should be mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe. I I love him. I said, we should replace William Penn with Jason Kelsey. He's just so good for the city. So um, the one thing I loved about those pictures though, is that like, they got regular catering. So like the table and chairs were regular size. So like when I was the one that noticed it, like when you were, when you would see like Fletcher and Jordan Mylotta, like all these big ass football players trying to sit in these like little catering chairs. It was well, and you know, the dress code for the event was come as you are, which I also loved. And I was like, where's my Nirvana t-shirt? Like I was ready to show up, you know, with that on, but it was, it was such a beautiful beautiful day and I felt like it was like an appropriate like hangover party for everybody who ended up with like the world you know from the world World series Series. yeah the podcast is so good and they had they had Jalen on and they did it during Travis's bye week so they did it at the Novacare complex so you could obviously listen to it it's called New Heights on where you get your podcast after you listen to the Lipstick League you can listen to them and then you can watch it on YouTube and it's fun. And they they do, obviously there's this massive team because they have amazing clips and, you know, it's a two woman show here. So we're trying our best. So, you know, the quality is not necessarily as up to the, you know, working with two NFL, three NFL legends. But anyway, we really got to see Jalen's personality. He's so media trained that like when he speaks to the media and he does the press conference, like he says everything, but like you really got to see kind of how funny he is and just like the cool vibes and how they were making fun of Kelsey talking about the Jordans and there was this one line where they were talking about 
Kelsey like snaps the ball really high because like he wants to get his hands back and how he's always like to Jalen, was that all right? And Jalen's like, you good, baby, you good, baby. And I was like, we, somebody needs to make that shirt. You good, baby. <laughs> like That, that is a good shirt, right? Good shirt. Yes. But uh, it was, it was really good. And it, it's one of those cool moments where like, you see the fun. It's such an unlikely pair that became kind of BFFs, you know? Yeah. And then there was a really, really sweet part that it's not getting the attention that it should, but like Jalen says, how like Kelsey admits that he was going to retire after not last season, the season before. And then like last season, Jalen said he believed in me. He saw that this could be special and he believed in me. I don't feel like that's brought up enough and not just like with Jalen and, and Jason Kelsey, but like that whole dynamic of like the veterans who like work their ass off and how there's these new players come in and how that support of someone really does make a difference. Well, and again, speaking of like leadership, that's what, that's what, that's what real leaders do. Real leaders. If you're like, if you actively want to lead people, you have to invest in your team, right? Like, and that's leading by example. Do you think for another episode, we can talk about how there's somebody that could be a really great player that isn't necessarily like a great leader. I'm not necessarily convinced Joel Embiid's a good leader. I think he is. I think that that's an interesting conversation. I think Tobias is more of a leader than Joel is. Yes. But Tobias doesn't have the output that Joel does. That's true. So we could talk about it another time. Yes. On the next episode of the Lipstick League, make sure that you listen, subscribe, leave a review. We love you. Love you. Mwah.